everybody. Welcome to Getting Some Color. Whoa. Episode. Uh, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> episode 15. I'm Joe Doves. And I'm Zach. And uh, that's a nice filter on my fucking mixer that I discovered uh, two days ago. So you might be hearing it more, more often. But anyway, we're finally back. Uh, we told you guys that we were, or maybe we didn't. I don't even know. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> uh, that we're going to be doing Money in the Bank because it was interesting on what you know they're going to be doing as far as fighting inside the WWE Corporation building and fighting all the way to the top of the roof to grab a briefcase. But before that, uh, we have some news to talk about because there's finally some news. I think we should get it out of the way and say congratulations to Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins for both being pregnant. More Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins putting the sperm in there. So <laughs> The product of my semen, my son Shane. <laughs> God, he must have been so fucking embarrassed every time he did that to him on TV. Yeah. <laughs> he would literally say those lines. But yes, no, it's like, I, like, I heard like, oh, Becky Lynch has made major announcement on Monday. I'm like, is she like injured? Because she hasn't really been on anything that since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or, or something else or whatever. And then it was like, like, and she didn't just come out and say, hey, I'm pregnant. They did this whole thing building up. Given the title to Oscar, the money in the bank briefcase was actually the title. It had it had that in there. How do you fe- how do you feel about that? I'm fine with it. I mean, she can't compete. I mean, and it's like instead of doing a tournament, they kind of already had this match that was kind of in place for high stakes. And honestly, <laughs> out of everybody on that Raw roster, like. Yeah, she's pretty much the most deserving to have it yeah, well, at this point. I know we're kind of going ahead of ourselves, but in that match, you had her, Nia Jax, Carmella, um, fucking Lacey Evans. Uh, I guess you could have gave it to Sh- Shayna, but then it would be weird for Becky Lynch to be like, I'm pregnant, here's my title. Um, yeah, that, that fucking bitch that like, bit her neck like, a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Oh, um, yeah. The fucking big lip bitch. What's her name? God. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. There you go. <laughs> did, did, did you ever see her fucking lips? It looks like a fucking lifeboat. Yeah, she, I don't know if it's natural or I don't think it really is, but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she was in the match too. But it, they mixed up everybody in the roster. I forgot about that. So it was like really out of everybody from Raw on in that match, or anybody they could have picked in that match, whatever. Yeah, Oscar deserved it more out of anybody. But that it, I agree. Um, I I was a little annoyed at the beginning, but then I'm like, I don't want another tournament. Tournaments are boring to me. So that, I guess that kind of makes sense. You, t- tournaments are boring to you if they're not. With good wrestlers and WWE doesn't have good wrestlers that much, in my opinion. Or maybe they're not booked right, is what I should say. I was gonna say they have, they probably have the best roster in terms of talent they've ever had up to this point. It's just, it's, it's just in sheer like in ring athleticism ability and everything. It's just they don't get booked correctly. That's everybody's issue. 
And that's why I think it's boring, because I think they would have been booked really terribly or very predictably, I should say. I guess that's yeah, they're, they're not capable of making like a tournament interesting anymore is the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a meme going around, a joke that uh, this is the third uh, wrestler that Seth Rollins ruined the career because he had uh, Finn Balor when that accident happened. I'm not blaming him, but he was the reason that he got injured because of a move he did. Uh, and then you had Sting. And then now mm-hmm. you have Becky Lynch because he, you know, boinked her. Yeah, he powerbombed her and she got pregnant. Yeah. No, this is the second Irishman that he's forced to have to vacate a title. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not fucking fair. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, for real, it's... I, I'm ha- I'm happy for her. it's cool so congrats and you know she gets to go out on top during a down period yeah because think about it she's gonna be gone for maybe two to three years because you got to think nine months because of the pregnancy and then when the baby's born and maybe she wants to oh th- there's another meme out there where <laughs> Becky Lynch beat fucking uh What's her Ronda Rousey again by getting a baby before her? I saw that. <laughs> I remember that she like, I I remember when when that was going on. She was like super grossly talking about like what she's gonna do. It's like impregnation vacation and all this shit. I'm like, why are you fucking telling everybody that? That's Ron- so weird. Ronda Rousey's weird. Uh, she's like really. She's like a really obnoxious personality sometimes. She has that attention, like, look at me kind of person, I think. And I think that's what kind of crushes her a little bit. Because when she, remember when she got booed uh, as a face, like, she got really annoyed. And she, she, got, I, she got fucking pissed. I mean, when she doesn't get the attention she likes, she gets mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, her saying fuck to WWE fans is actually the real meaning that what she meant. I don't think it's a work. Yeah. There's people, there's still people saying like, Oh, she's working. I'm like, she's not fucking working, man. Like she, she legit, like that's really how she feels about it. It's like fucking stupid because I still maintain like her, her handling that situation was like so awful. It's like, she couldn't understand. She, this is all work, brother. Like relax. We're working. When somebody's taking pot shots at her on Twitter, that's like in fucking character, mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, Becky, I think, was one of the people doing that. That was part of her thing is she would like fucking trash people online and then they would get mad at her. Or in this case, it was Rhonda. You know, what Becky Lynch should do after the baby's born, just be like tweet a, a picture of the baby with her and Seth Rollins and just like at Rhonda Rousey. I did it. I did it first try. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that would be fucking brutal. Oh man, I want a Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey in UFC, even though Becky Lynch might get fucked up. Unless she trains. Unless Becky Lynch trains, then I do want to see that match. I feel like she'd have the drive for it. As for when she comes back, who knows? I feel like I mean, I don't know, like, she might change her mind after she has a kid, but I feel like she likes doing this so much. I don't think she'll stay gone real long. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? I want to bring something up. Uh, Since you didn't, weren't keeping up with AEW. So, Tony Khan made an announcement yesterday. 
on uh, the Cody Rhodes versus the Lance Archer match, which is for the TNT Championship, which is happening at Double or Nothing. Do we know what the belt looks like yet, by the way? No. Okay, they're revealing it at the show. I guess that's cool. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson's going to be revealing the title. <laughs> I heard about that. He's yeah. training for a comeback, too. How crazy is that? That is crazy. And um, I, I do got to admit, with um, I, it's been so long since I watched like wrestling on television, uh, but Dynamite, their TV show on TNT, Mm-hmm. I love what they're doing compared to WWE because WWE's is like there's nobody in the fucking stands. Like, yeah, they insist on still maintaining like this fucking mausoleum atmosphere, and it's awful. Mm-hmm. But at least with AEW, you have the wrestlers in the crowd. It looks like a lot of the uh, either wrestlers or probably studio people bringing their friends and family to like be in the crowd. Because, you know, you have the wrestlers that are on the outside that are doing funny shit, especially fucking MJF. He's hilarious on the side. I've heard uh, stories uh, of the stuff he's done. And it's like, yeah, this guy's still awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. He doesn't even need to be in the ring and he's fucking amazing. But I, I do want to give kudos because AEW is the only one that... Ha- even though it's an empty arena and I'm kind of like, I kind of want to see fans because I think... Having all this shit happen that's happening on Dynamite, the crowd would be popping, especially with Brody Lee, fucking Matt Hardy. Uh, there's rumors now that fucking uh, EC3, uh, Rockstar Spud, who is, I, I forgot his WWE name. and the Re- Yeah, and the Revival are going to create a stable and are coming to AEW. Uh-huh. That could be kind of interesting, I think. And they're called their stables called the Revolt. Huh. And and EC three's been fucking doing amazing promos on the internet, not even on AEW. And I don't oh. really and I don't really yeah, I'm, I'm excited for EC three if he's gonna come in and be doing shit again. That guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing pop shots at the WWE for uh releasing them, so so it, it, it it's I will say AEW is kind of getting me a little excited with that, but it's not enough for me to buy their pay per view. I'm not paying for an empty arena just to see EC3, uh, Rockstar Spud, and the Revival get no pop at all. Yeah, that's gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> I rather just watch the highlights and see what they do with it. But seeing the storylines that are happening, especially when you see like. Other people besides the elite getting like uh, a major push because Kenny Omega seems like is getting sidelined for obvious reason reasons. Kenny Olivier and uh, uh, I think Paige is injured by the way, or he's I don't know protesting about not working during COVID or something. I haven't heard anything, so yeah. I don't know. He hasn't been on TV very much. They but, might. Uh, I'm not sure about this. I heard rumors that they're only flying certain people in and out, and I think yeah, there's no pressure to come in if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. So it could be like I know they taped a bunch of shit like ahead of time, like in one session they taped like several weeks worth of TV. 
Yeah, because it could have been that it could have been that Adam Page just wasn't there at the time, and that's why he's not in anything. Because that that's the case with a few people. <laughs> I, I I like when Ortiz does the scratch in the back, and he does that little fucking cat thing. You're like ah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that guy's ridiculous. I swear to God. Yeah, but um, like I said, I'm interested. I think with a crowd, hopefully soon when we get to go back in arenas, that dynamite and hopefully wwe as well because there's some good things happening with wwe it's just with a with no people in it it just doesn't feel right yeah it's the total lack of energy just like hurts the product overall mm. whereas at least AEW's like they recognize that they need to do something and it, it does help it helps it's like it, i think jim Cornette described it best he said it creates like this weird fight club kind of atmosphere because it's such a small amount of people mm-hmm. and it's like you can kind of get by with that and i'm like yeah i kind of like just because they're doing that it kind of makes me like reconsider watching dynamite because at least they have that yeah they do you definitely hear a crowd noise the only time i cringe is when i know they're overdoing it a little bit the cheering oh yeah i'm sure I, there's some of that because i guarantee you're like they probably have an earpiece or somebody Tony Khan's probably up in like the upper debt, putting like a sign saying "applause, applause, you idiots" or something. Yeah, but um, yeah, and and the small news: Sami Zayn is doing a protest where he's not coming to work, and they had to strip his title. So, yeah, I wrote that down to mention that. And I was like, I. It's funny because I watched uh, Money in the Bank, and then like. I think I only missed one match. It was the pre-show match. It was Cesaro and Jeff Hardy. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> and I, was like, I, didn't, I wasn't going to go back and watch it because it's empty arena shit. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyway, as I was watching the show, I, I realized like the show was almost over, and it was like, hey, none of the mint card titles got defended. And I was like, who has them? <laughs> I totally forgot who had it. Like I couldn't remember who had the U.S. title at all. But I remembered after a little bit, I was like, oh, Sami Zayn has the IC title. And then I was like, where the fuck is he? And I forgot weeks ago, he said, I'm not coming into work. And he's just not. So they they took it from him. I mean, good. I mean, you have the title. Work. And I mean, not- it, supposedly they said there's no pressure to work if you don't want to. So he says no. So it's like, you made your bed, you lie in it, brother, I suppose, in that case. Yeah. I, I mean I'm pretty sure that both sides are doing precaution wise on testing to see if you know anybody has the symptoms and making sure that you know after they're done with the match they're far away from each other but uh I don't know I, just I don't want to hear him complaining when he's not getting a push now because he had a chance to push and he just blew it because he wanted yeah. to protest. I mean, so far, I don't think he's really said much. He just said, I'm not going one day. And I think that's kind of been the end of it. He tweeted a little bit during the pay-per-view, uh, before the pay-per-view. He was like, I'm not, you know, showing up or anything. So he's like telling... Tell- not that I don't like Sami Zayn. It's just that I never really followed what he said ever. Yeah. But anyway... What else? I, I heard. Gears. Oh, what were you going to say? I heard some news that with the speaking of mid card titles and all that stuff. Did I, I really cut out really bad for a few seconds there? I said, speaking of mid card titles, 
Did you hear the news that IC and US are can go on both shows? Oh yeah. Did you well, hear, hear that, or am I just no? No, it cut out really bad again on you. Oh, one more third time's a charm. I said the mid card titles are they? Uh, they're allowed to go cross promotion, right? They're supposed to be on SmackDown and Raw now. Did I hear that right? No, I didn't hear anything about that. I heard they're bringing back that wild card rule, kind of, but they didn't oh, no. say anything about that specifically. Oh, no. Yeah, we're back to that because, because they feel like our ratings are going down. We need to let everybody cross-pollinate, and it's like, that doesn't do anything. You guys don't understand why your ratings are going down still. They still don't get it. Because they need to let their fucking talent lose. Some Some need help as far as promo-wise, but, like, Drew McIntyre does not to need to be like Roman Reigns at all. He could be Drew McIntyre, like you said, as a badass. Yeah, go watch NXT Drew McIntyre when he was there, and you you'll see he's totally different from how he's presented on TV right now. It's it's there's little bits sometimes where he says something in a promo or he does something that's kind of like the old him, mm-hmm. but like he's not really like that anymore as a baby face it's it's different he's getting like the typical main roster baby face push that always fails and then they always scratch their head like why did it fail yeah they try to do the hulk hogan you know i i'm the people's people and all that stuff and it just never works out seth rollins was the recent victim of that by mm. the way <laughs> Now he's a messiah. Now he's Jesus. Literally Jesus. That's okay. I kind of like it. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what news do you have? Because I, we were going to change gears and you were about to say something. Yeah, I was going to go back to like companies other than WWE for just a, mi- a minute. Or um, NWA finally aired their last episode to see of the season, this season of Power. Was it good? It was- I, I didn't watch it. It was pretty good, yeah. Like it wasn't like really good or anything. Um, it was, <clears throat> excuse me. It was another pretty good episode. Um, like the best match I think was strictly business against uh, villain enterprises or whatever the fuck they call themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was like uh, Aldis and uh, Tom Latimer against uh, Marty Skrull and damn, I can't remember the big guy's name anymore. Brody King. It's really confusing because now there's Brody Lee and there's Brody King. <laughs> <laughs> Except Brody King just looks like a fat tattooed version of Brody Lee. That's the uh we call it. The big dude is uh he's he he's dating that chick that Aldous usually has around, right? Cam- Tom Tom Latimer I think is married to Camille. Oh. Yeah. So I didn't know that either until like, like I guess that was mentioned and I looked it up and I was like, Oh yeah, I guess that's the thing. Okay. Um, the other big thing that happened was Camille finally made her in-ring debut and she fucking squashed a bitch. And it was like fun to watch. Nice. Because she was just so fucking strong and everything and everything she did just looked good. And then she like, there, there did this thing where it was like, uh, Tom Ladder said, she's finally going to talk. And then like, this was supposed to be the episode where she finally talks. Did and they she ed- did. She did. She didn't. <laughs> she didn't. She walked off. But then what happened? Like after the segment ended, there was like a pre-taped, like kind of promo thing that was pretty extensive. 
where she talked in that instead. Oh, and man. it was like she basically like pretty much kind of gave her life story a little bit like within like five minutes and it was just like you know like i've always been like an outsider because i'm like i'm bigger and stronger than other girls and like i get hated for it this is raw talent so that's why i don't say anything to anybody because they don't deserve to, to hear from me or something like that that's how you fucking do a promo wwe aew you don't need to have a fucking 20 minute promo you could it was it. good it was actually really good i, I liked it. It, it like it made it was like I get why she's like this. I get she's like she's like they say I'm a bitch. They say I'm hard to get along with, and she's like, well, they're right. And then she like explained why she's like that. <laughs> nice. And I was like, this, this is pretty good. I liked it. Nice. And um, what about the question mark and uh, Aaron Stevens? Oh, they wrestled um, uh, Rock and Roll Express for a while, and. Uh, Rock and Roll Express beat uh, beat them. And it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, there was some interference. It was like screwy. Um, what else happened that was like kind of good? Um, da, 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 da. What about a little? Yeah, yeah. They um, uh, him and James Storm came out. Eli Drake and James Storm and Eddie Kingston was there too, and he was doing good promo shit again with them. And. Uh, they just kind of cut a promo. They didn't compete that time or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eddie Kingston still doing his feud with Pope. Like they're just they're still building it. Is he still uh, telling he's gonna murder people? Uh, he didn't really say that exactly this time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other big any kind of real standout moments that were like, oh, this was cool. That was cool. Uh. Oh, uh, Tim Storm finally got revenge on Danny Deals. Oh, it was, it was funny. <laughs> nice. It was a pretty good. Pretty good little match too. He had against that guy. Um, God damn, I can't remember his name now. Um, oh, the one, good. the one where they like headbutted each other and shit. Was it? I think it's like Danny Deals had that guy who, um, I guess Tim Storm won the NWA title off of before, like years ago now. Yeah. And he came back and like they used to be they're just trying to make him a tag team or some shit. And Tim Storm was like, no. And it's like, if you're trying to get somebody to like join a tag team idea with you, why would you make fun of his mom <laughs> as like part of the business pitch? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's funny. But it was weird. I didn't get that part of it in terms of the logic, but like it, it ended up Tim Storm got his revenge. It was funny. Uh the big thing though was like at, at the beginning and end of the show, like Billy Corgan came on in the very beginning. He said, "I'm going to have like a special announcement at the end of the show." And um, then when the show ended, he's like, "Hey guys, I have an update in the future of NWA." And then he talked about how they're going to do this different show next week at 6:05 Tuesday, their usual time. It's called Carneyland. And he didn't get into like what it is exactly. He just said it, this was one of the original ideas we kicked around. We were we were coming up with what our programming was going to be, uh, and that's that, all he would kind of say. Now with that name, what is it? What do you think it's going to be? Carnyland? Do you think it's going to be pro wrestling as a carnival kind of thing? Because that's what I think of Carnyland. Carnyland makes me think about um, the the carnival kind of roots pro wrestling has like a super long time ago. Hmm. 20s and shit. 
I wonder what they're going to do. More than likely. I don't know. That's why I'm like, they not really fully explaining what it is because he just said, we're going to do something. Tune in next week to see it. And it's like, well, I want to see it. <laughs> so I'll come back next week. You got my attention, no, Billy real, Corgan. Oh, yeah. You got your attention too? Mm-hmm. There's still no word on what they're going to do about the Crockett Cup yet. I, I think they're just kind of waiting until do something somewhere, maybe. How shitty is that? That but, they they built up this moment of going to a bigger arena and then COVID happened. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of it for the, the NWA news there. Now we can go back to WWE more. <laughs> Well, what else do we got to talk about as far as news-wise? Okay, so Triple H and Shawn Michaels made an announcement uh, yesterday, and I guess they're doing NXT In Your House. Oh, yeah. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> they're bringing the In Your House pay-per-view name and maybe the, the look back for, for this. They better. Yeah, I hope so. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't watch the announcements. I don't know what they said or if they explained anything or not. I just heard about this and I saw the logo and I was like, oh my God, yes. Because it just reminded me of like when I used to watch the In Your Houses back in the day. Dude, I loved their set. It was cool. Like, I always thought it was cool. It was real basic, but it was like cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to watch that show just out of curiosity, like just to see what, what it is they do exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we, we don't have to, if you don't want to watch, that's fine. I'm going to, if I watch it, then we'll do a show on it. Okay. Um, the other, let's see what else do I got here. Um, I'm going to jump back to the other company real quick. We, we mentioned AEW briefly, mm. and I guess we got to give a shout out to Britt Baker because she's doing better. The only th- the only thing I got to say is she's doing better without a crowd. Now with with a crowd, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that makes too much of a difference there because it's like, but this is like hard skill kind of stuff that she was like lacking, and I think it was just lack of experience. And then the other thing was is like, oh, okay, your your baby face, uh, do this. And it kind of it kind of seemed like they didn't really know what to do with her exactly, and I think at this point in her career, which is like very new, she doesn't have enough of an idea yet of how she wants what she wants to do either. So she needs like direction, you know. Yeah. And then somebody somewhere said, "Why don't you just be heel and do this role model thing?" Because some people say, "Oh, she's such a good role model." They tried to do that shit on the commentary a lot. Mm-hmm. And then they t- they took that idea and just twisted it, and now she's just a heel talking about how she's like a good role model. Yeah, I love the uh, they took the AEW cameras to her job where she does uh, her dentistry because she's still <laughs> she's still a dentist, and yeah. and she's like she boasted like how good she is and like this, her assistant or nurse whatever thing thing. Person, Rebel. she calls her Reba. It's like yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and Reba, I come over here. <laughs> like, she makes her come to like a back room, and she like it's like she's talking down to her like behind a door, but you can still hear what she's saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. And uh, sorry to like 
it's still in the same topic, but Mick Foley came out with a video the other day, pretty much after when Raw ended, and mm-hmm. and said that Britt Baker, actually, no, it was at the end of last night, I'm sorry, uh, after Dynamite, and said that Britt Baker is the best dentist wrestler ever. And yeah, I think I said before we got off there, well, the only competition there is against Isaac Yank of DDS. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, I'd rather watch her than I, Isaac Jacob DDS. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, she's been doing better lately, and uh, she, I, I saw a couple of her matches since this stuff started, like little bits of it. She seems to be doing just better in general. Yeah, so, so good, good for her. Yeah, and now back to the WWE shed. Sorry, we f- forgot to mention that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um. Roman Reigns is being treated really weirdly <laughs> in the WWE product now. Now they try to act like he doesn't exist at all. Do you think Vince is butthurt that he uh, dodged WrestleMania because of COVID? Uh, yeah, that's like the prevailing rumor. And like, I don't know because they keep claiming, oh, there's no pressure if you don't want to come. And we know... Roman's got leukemia and his fucking immune system's not as good as other people's. Uh, it he came out in public and said recently it wasn't because of that. It was because he just had twin babies born recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's just saying that or you know that could be a good reason why he's like no I'm gonna take some time off and raise my kids for a little bit maybe. I mean that's possible, but. We don't really know, but I do think it's really strange that they just edit him out of, like, all footage now, and and they don't even mention his name anymore. It's funny you say that, because when I was watching when they were fighting in the the corporate building, every time a Roman Reigns picture came up, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, he's in in the (laughs) pay-per-view. Somehow he is. Um, If that's what they're doing, though, if they're like, all right, goddammit, go to WrestleMania, I'm going to fucking de-push him. It's like, that's kind of fucked up, man. Mm -hmm. Like, whether you like him or not, like whatever, you know, be really that ordeal. That's that's pretty fucked up. You know, be really funny though. Like, after... this is the last thing. I, I think this is really interesting too. Um, lately, of Undertaker, like, like he's doing like interviews and all kinds of shit, like totally out of character. Do you think he's done? Uh, do what now? Do you think he's done? Retired? Finally. I think he's getting to that point. Like WWE's doing like a whole documentary series about like I think it spans like a couple years. Mm-hmm. Like it seems to start from when he had his match with Roman at WrestleMania a few years ago. Yeah, and I guess it's like up to now or something. Um, and it's like really it's good. It's going to be in multiple parts, and it's. It's super interesting just because this is something that he's never really done ever. He does he's never really done interviews out of character and stuff like that. And I always said, like, oh, if there's one guy that was ever gonna write a book or some shit, that that would be the one you need to read because he's been around for so long and he's seen so much stuff. Well, he needs to stop wrestling, period. Well, I mean he's probably going to, I guess, judging from like how this is going. Mm-hmm. Uh I I, I think he needs to as well, even if the Boneyard match was like kinda cool in my opinion. Yeah, he doesn't um, he doesn't need to end on a like a losing mark because he, he lost his streak. He lost to Roman Reigns. Um 
you know, it'd be nice to for him to end on the Boneyard match. He said, uh, this was another interview he just did out of character. He said that what he wants for like his retirement conditions is he wants to have one more match that he, he thought was good. And then he, he could hang it up after that. That's, that's his condition. So his last couple times he's been out, it's not, he hasn't been satisfied with it. So wait, no, that, that's, that's a cop out right there in my opinion, because what if every fucking match that he has now is just garbage? Is he, is he not going to retire? He's going to be like 90 years old, still trying to find his good match. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, well, I feel like he got ahead of himself and I think we agree on that. Like he should have really stopped uh, se- several WrestleManias ago now. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, yeah, the performances have continuously gotten worse. Like whatever circumstances behind it are. Uh, and I get it though, because he seems like kind of a perfectionist and shit. And it's like, but at the same time, he put himself in that situation. I so, think, I think so now because so much time has passed, it's just going to be even harder for him to have that match that he wants. I think he needs to have a match where he passes the torch. I think if anything, uh, knowing him and how he wants to like, you know, he, he he puts in that like powerful phenom fucking you know magical shit in his stuff sometimes yeah. it would be it would be nice to have another character i don't think it should be bray wyatt and i'll tell you why i don't think it should be bray wyatt when we get to his match in uh, money in the bank okay. uh but i think it should be something like an alistair black would be like let's make alistair black kind of the new undertaker but not call him the undertaker but give him the power. Be like, you know, now you have the phenom in you, but he's still Alistair, Alistair Black in a way. And he could he could run with that. You know, he's kind of getting the nod from The Undertaker. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they would even need to do it, like, thematically like that. Just, <clears throat> I think that maybe, like, I'm not sure because I didn't watch all of the first part of this documentary that came out. Mm-hmm. But it seemed to me like this was a big, this was supposed to be a big deal when he had his match with Roman. And then it went the way it did. And of course, Roman gets the reaction he gets. And I think it just really muddied everything. And he just was not happy with how that ended up. Well, what do you think? Did he think everybody was going to cheer? Like, is he stupid? I don't, I mean, I don't think he he thought that exactly. He's just doing what he was told. <laughs> he's gonna do this and he's just like okay because that's that's who he is uh-huh. but it's just like even he had to acknowledge that sucked and he's not happy with it <laughs> so yeah that match was a little sloppy pretty much yeah um but and i don't know what's what what is in the future of undertaker now it's it's really it seems really up in the air anymore now he needs to build it to a pass the torch and an actual retirement. He needs to stop coming back. He needs to like burn his gear like live on TV. I don't know about that. But <laughs> he just needs to stop. <laughs> Have a decent little put put the guy over, put the kid over match and and then call it call it a day. Mhm. 
Is that all the news you got? That's it. That that concludes all of the news. There's all nothing right. else worthy. Okay, let's go to something that's not worthy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> money in the bank. Yay. Now, <laughs> did you watch the Jeff Hardy Cesaro match? No, but I heard it was garbage. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. But um. So we're skipping that one. That one doesn't count. Yes. So tag team match: the New Day uh, versus the Forgotten Sons versus the Miz and John Morrison versus Lucha House Party. Fatal four way for the titles, the SmackDown titles. Mm-hmm. Um. It was okay. Right out of the gate, I was like, "What the fuck? The Forgotten Sons are on the main roster." <laughs> like I was, I didn't hear anything about it at all. Yeah, it, it, they, I, I heard about it, but like people were just like, "Who cares?" <laughs> yeah, because they were who cares in NXT. Mm-hmm. Like nothing against any of those guys. Like honestly, like that. Wesley Blake, seem, he, Wesley Blake seems like a pretty solid in ring guy. Uh huh. Other dude is at, uh, he's I don't know. Uh, Yes, he's never really he's never really done anything that's ever impressed me that much. Um, that Jackson Riker dude who was a uh, uh, gunner in TNA, mm-hmm. he's pretty good. I kind of like him, but he's stuck in this like nothing group that is. I don't. They've never done anything of any kind of significance. It's like what? And even, even the, and even the NXT crowd didn't care about them. Yeah, because. Yeah, I I don't know. I I guess having a biker group just doesn't fucking mend well with the wrestling crowd, I guess. Well, they're not a biker group. They're uh, like it's I feel like what they are is like one dude was like from the military and he's like a veteran. This other dude is like a guy who got forgotten by the NXT fucking management and then Jackson Riker's deal. I don't know what the fuck his deal is, but it kind of seems like they're supposed to be like those fringe uh boogaloo meme people <laughs> in in a wrestler like stable, sort of. Like those guys that buy AR 15s and then spend three thousand dollars on them. <laughs> that's what they that's what they look like to me. Like I don't the way their gear and everything. <laughs> It's just a really weird, undefined gimmick. Like you called them bikers, but that nothing about anything they've ever done has anything to do with bikers. And I think that's part of the reason why nobody fucking cares is because nobody knows what the hell they're about. Yeah. Weird. Maybe they should all come out in like motorcycles. I guess. But uh, I don't know. This match, again, fatal four-way tag team matches doesn't fucking work. Stop it. The way they do it, they, they they reverted back to that shit where like the other team can tag themselves in and it's stupid. Yeah, it's just it's annoying and it's like why would I tag I don't know. It it's it, it's very like you could tell it's scripted because of that. It's like, all right, I'm gonna tag him in now, I'm gonna get some, you know, time in, and then this person's gonna come in. Even though like everything is scripted in a way, like at least with just two teams, it's like Oh, there's chaos happening. You know, anything could happen. This one is like scripted chaos. 
And that's even worse. <laughs> the dumb part of this is, is like they've done this format for like so long. Like they didn't really start doing matches like this, I think, until like sometime in the early 2010s. That, that's the first time I can remember seeing them do it like this. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Uh, but just at this this last Survivor Series, they finally figured out how to do it the right way. Remember? Uh-huh. And we were excited about that. And then they just fucking forgot. <laughs> Here I we didn't, are again. It's somebody, either it's Vince or it's somebody else that is going like, it. this, you know, I like this better because it's our own rules and shit. Kind of like when WWE does their own, like, ropes and stuff. If you ever listen to that Jim Cornette uh, when he was in OVW and and uh, Johnny Ace was like, oh, we're going to use, you know, cables and stuff. And he was like, no, fuck no. I don't do that springboard shit. Like, they always had to have their own way of doing things. Yeah, it was like, apparently, the, the WWE and WWF always used actual ropes. Mm-hmm. Whereas everybody else always used cables. That's why the ropes are always, like, so floppy, and it looks like they have, like, a lot of give. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I wasn't... I, when I saw they were doing the old fucking setup, I was like, this is stupid. I, I don't care for what's going on in this match. And, like, literally anybody could have got these titles, and I would not care. Because, one, you killed The Miz and John Morrison's run, so you know yeah. they're they're not going to get it. Uh, why are you going to give it to the Forgotten Sons and make the tag team titles even more forgotten? <laughs> Pun. And then if you give it to Lucha House Party, you're fucking stupid. So, like, New, New Day, I kind of knew New Day was going to win. Yeah, they retained... I don't really have that many notes other than like it was unusually sloppy. Yes. Like in my opinion, considering everybody, I mean, Lucha House Party is just in general kind of sloppy anyway. Oh, and New Day, can you stop doing the New Day rocks when nobody's in the arena, please? That's so dumb. Yeah. It's very awkward. There's nobody, there's no crowd to play for that. And it's just Kofi clapping, letting the guy know where he is since there's no fucking crowd noise. He knows exactly where he is, so like the logic is broken immediately. Like, why, why do that? Just, just do other like dumb shit, like New Day, like do that instead of just like hyping up nobody in the arena. <laughs> just have a fight. I, this is what I don't understand about this. This is another thing that fucking bothers me about their their product right now. Is there's people that have matches within the confines of like what's going on right now in WWE that don't act like that Mm -hmm. and then there's people that do and it's like has nobody told them hey stop doing this like anybody like none of their peers none of the agents like what the fuck i don't know i don't know dude (laughs) (laughs) i give Uh, this i give this a four out of ten by the way yeah uh there, there really wasn't much I had. To, I, I wrote three notes, and honestly, they're not even worth going over. <laughs> so I gave it a 5.0 because it was like it was just sloppy. It felt really average for like a multi-man tag match. Like yeah. it, it really wasn't like anything happened that was big. They tried to do one big spot where I think Metalik and John Morrison were going to do a Spanish fly, and it was like really weird how they did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Blah, I don't care. 
I when I first saw this, I was like, oh, are they doing like a tag team? Actually, but yeah, keep going. I said, I said, are they doing like a money in the bank tag team thing going on here? And I'm like, oh no! And by the way, we got rated on by Roll Centric, rated Dis- by a party of five. Oh, you cut out again. Discord's giving. We're having a lot of trouble with Discord tonight. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's probably internet thing. But I was saying Roll Centric, who is a friend, uh, pretty much rated us, kind of like how we rated the other night. Remember? Is it cutting out again? Hello. Me too. Discord is like crapping out right now really bad do you want to go to hangout let's go to hangout oh i gotta type this let's go to hangout 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 raiders welcome to my domain we are doing money in the bank pay-per-view we just went over the New Day versus Forgotten Sons versus Miz and John Morrison versus Lucha House Party. Good ghost. Oh, it's going rough. It's it's going rough. Let me get the Google Hangouts. Google, Google, Google Hangout. Fuck you, hangouts. Woohoo. Trying to get to them hangouts. Doing it right now. Clicking it. Clicking the button. Why won't you work? Hangouts. Answer. Answer. Hello? Am I working? Working at the car watch, yeah. There we go. There we go. Remember, I got, it takes me a minute to adjust this. Yeah, I know. Discord is poopy. <laughs> I don't know why it's poopy today. I, don't, I notice sometimes Discord just, like, Whenever we're talking, any any of us are talking, sometimes it just drops parts of the conversation. Yeah, but what did you hear, by the way, before it was, like, breaking up? Oh, I, I was saying Rollcentric did a raid, by the way, how we did a raid the other time. Remember when we ended the, the podcast? We raided... I forgot who we raided. Oh, we raided my friend Mikey. So. Oh, okay. But, uh, I, I heard something about tag team and then raid, and then it I did nothing for, like, a minute. <laughs> I, I tell you the truth, I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> let's just move on. Okay. Let's move on to probably one of the most funniest segments there is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that is fucking R Truth. Let me say right now, R Truth is the only guy who can pull off appealing to no crowd. Yes. But- <laughs> Especially when he's doing his uh, intro and he's like, what's up? What's up? And he's putting the, the microphone to an empty arena crowd. Hilarious. <laughs> and then, by the way, when did, has MVP always been known as, what is it, Montavious Victor, whatever? Montavious Vontel Porter. 
has he always been that like throughout the WWE career or was he just known as MVP? When he first came in, he was known as Montel Vontavious Porter MVP. And then like after a while, he was just MVP. Yeah, because I guarantee you uh, Vince McMahon was like, what? He just called MVP, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he came out and he was like dressed in like his gear and stuff. I'm like, oh, wait, are we having an R-Truth versus MVP match? I was like, okay, I dig it. And I that- thought MVP was like retired. He, remember back during the Rumble? He was like, oh, this was my retirement. And then he was on Raw and he lost to Ray. And he's like, okay, that time was my retirement. And then he keeps having matches where he just jobs to guys now. Mm-hmm. I, is he retired or not? Well, I know he's a producer. I know that much. Um, but when he was out there, I was like, is this happening? What's what's going on? Um, and then he's like, well, you know, something about to happen. I'm just paraphrasing at this moment. And then Bobby Lashley comes out. And then R-Truth does the thing where he, by accident, slaps Bobby Lashley in the face. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I didn't do that. My bad. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. And then he's like getting ready to fight. He's like, hey, hold up. Let me get my stuff off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, I don't know if we should rate this match. It was a squash. Yeah, I didn't because it was a squash. Yeah, because I, I was like, it's funny. And it's a squash match. Rumor is going around that they're building up Bobby Lashley to fight Drew McIntyre. What do you think so, about that? Well, it looks like they've they've finally gotten done embarrassing Bobby Lashley. Yeah, with Lana, <laughs> with, with Lana. Yeah, with all that shit with Lana and like the stuff where he was like being a weird face when he first came back, and then it's like he had Leo Rush. I mean, that was a little bit more serious than everything else he was doing, but it was still like kind of like a weird comedy act a little bit. Do you remember the feud with him and Sami Zayn? And Sami Zayn was talking to his like family, and I'm doing quotation marks. Yeah, they did one of those fake family segments, and it like went over like a turd to punch bowl. <laughs> oh man, I just remember a bunch of dudes just dressed up as women, like being his sisters and stuff. And I was like, "Oh, that's fucking funny." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. I guess we could talk about the promos. Drew did a promo, and Seth Seth Rollins did a great promo, by the way, where he's I, – I love that he's doing his praying hands and stuff while he's doing his promos. He's like, Drew, I'm going to relieve you of this burden. It is my cross to bear. And I'm like, oh, my God. He goes all in on this religious shit. It's, like, hilarious. Yeah. Um – but we call it. Drew did a uh, interview with one of the robot uh, women that does the interview. I forget her name. I just called Charlie. Her Ro- yeah. And this is where I messaged you last night. I was like, "This is Roman Reigns. This this is literally a Scottish Roman Reigns right now talking to me." Yeah, and that little backstage interview. It was like the typical Vince main event babyface push interview. I'm going to be a bad... Uh, I don't even know why I'm doing it like a Russian accent or something, but <laughs> I can't even do a Scottish accent. Uh, but he's like, I'm gonna, I'm a badass, and I'm going to beat beat you up and all that stuff. I'm like, 
the, the only thing that comes to mind is this is my yard now. I could do a Scottish accent, but I'd probably blow the mic out, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, I guess we can move on to Bailey versus Tamina. For the women's title. Yes. The SmackDown women's title. Bailey still has it. So Tamina has a gimmick going on that she went to therapy and now she's a face. Is that like the the gist of it now? Is that what they said? I didn't catch that. Well, if you were listening to Bailey the whole time and you're like, oh, you went to therapy? You went to therapy and like she slapped her in the face? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what a psychopath. <laughs> but, uh... You went to therapy, fucking loser. <laughs> what the fuck? But, uh, yeah, she was, like, messing with her. By the way, damn it, Sasha. What were you wearing? And, I'm, and I was like, damn. She's wearing whatever the fuck she wants to. No, no, I'm not even saying bad. I'm saying, like, damn. Those I know. Those titties are out. They're She's at, fucking... She had to make something interesting here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't this wasn't that bad, but like it was still like I didn't. It wasn't good either. Yeah. Um. This match, I I want to say it was okay. Uh, definitely. Bailey as a heel in this felt like a heel. Sasha. Uh, I still think Sasha as a heel right now with Bailey is kind of stupid because I like badass Sasha. She feels like she's in the backseat, and that's really unusual for her. Mm-hmm. It's it's I, I kind of don't really like it. It's like you, you her character's always been about getting all the attention or just being like awesome if she's a babyface. Yeah, and it's and now she's just like support, and it's real. It feels really weird. And she can obviously wrestle right now, so I don't understand why they're doing this. I wonder if she's still in the doghouse in a way of what you know, all that shit she did when she Suppose was- supposedly there's no fucking proof that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows what what happened? I, I don't think anything happened. Uh, to kind of go off on, I want to. I wrote down. I love that when Bailey was. Uh, talking to Michael Cole because Michael Cole said something. I forgot what he said. And she's like, yeah, I did that. And like Michael Cole said, uh, Corey, don't talk too loud. Apparently she can hear us. And I'm like, you idiot. You're in a fucking empty arena. Yeah, I like that there was a spot where like they overheard the commentary and she acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. Like, See, that's, that's smart. That's something you can do that's interesting. That's a little different with these circumstances right now. <laughs> so there was something. Yeah, and then there was more bullying from uh, Bailey where she went to go take Michael Cole's water. And she's like, are you drinking this? And he's like, not anymore. And she takes it. And she's like, Tamina, you you go to therapy. And she like fucking splashes water in her face. She only took like a little sip and then put a bunch on her. I was like, what? You just, that's perfectly good water you just wasted. Mm Mm-hmm. We're we're not fracking everywhere for water for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I think Tamina. By the way, when she went on the top rope, I thought she was gonna break her ankle. Looks super awkward. Yeah, because when she was about to do her her dad's move, which is the Superfly, uh, was it the splash or something like that? 
Yeah, the the I murdered my girlfriend splash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I just watched that Dark Side of the Ring. I'm just saying, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, when she did that, do you think that was a botch or do you think just miscommunication? Uh, I think it was just kind of a botch. Like, eh. I'm just gonna say this right now, like this match probably ended up the way it was because of who was in it. Tamina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I've watched her ever since she first came in the company up to this point, and she has never had a good match ever. It's just been, like, totally eh or just bad. Yeah. And I don't know why she's still there, to be honest. Just Especially, it's like, okay, so, like, when she first came in, she was kind of unique because that was still back when you still had all the bikini models and like three quarters of the women on the roster couldn't wrestle at all. Mm-hmm. And to me, like this big chick who's, Oh my God, she'd do a super kick, a good one. And that's like one of the only moves she could do that's good. <laughs> and then super fly splash, you know, it's kind of unusual for women to do a top rope move, especially one of that size. Yeah. And, um, and I want to say this, before anything, before we get to the final uh, match, she's has a better figure than Nia Jax. <laughs> she weighs like a hundred less pounds than her too, though. Yeah, it's, it's like Tamina. I'm like when we think of big chicks and stuff, like Tamina. It's like she's nice and curvy. She's big, obviously, still, but she's nice and curvier compared to like Nia Jax. That I'll talk about we, her later. Are we body shaming Nia Jax now? I'm not body shaming. <laughs> no, but like my point being is like, she's been in this company for so long and is just like, honestly had nothing to show for it. There's no memorable Tamina match or memorable Tamina moment. She's mm. just kind of been there. Yeah. Imagine like if Charlotte went nowhere, she would just be another flair. <laughs> yeah. She'd be remembered like David flair. Ooh. <laughs> just like, remember David Flair? Like, yeah, I remember when he used to hang out with Daphne and Crowbar. That's what everybody remembers that he was involved in. Yeah, him and his Vince Russo shit that they did. Yeah. But, like, Bailey's a pretty good wrestler. Like, and it's like she couldn't really get much out of this. Uh, I like that spot where, like, she went for a super kick and fucking countered it into a knee bar immediately. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, yeah, you mentioned the throwing the water thing. And, oh, yeah, there was this one. The very beginning of the match started out really awkwardly. It was like, it was funny. <laughs> like, I, I, they were fucking doing that shit where she's pushing her in the corner and, like, trying to bully her and shit. Mm-hmm. And then to me, it finally just gets mad and clotheslines her. Yeah. And then for some reason, Bailey sold it really weird. <laughs> like, she, she sold it like it was like a SmackDown, like, like if she was on SmackDown on PS1. She got clotheslined and she held her stomach. Like she held her midsection. I'm like, what the? She closed, she hit you in the head. <laughs> Is it like blocking in No Mercy where you just like look like exactly like you're holding the stomach and it's like, oh, I'm blocking you? Yeah. She was just like, she fell down. She got, she got hit in the back of the head, I think, if I remember right. And then when she's like holding her fucking midsection. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what she was thinking there. Uh, let's see. 
there was the the finish kind of sucked in my opinion too. Oh yeah, um, it definitely stunk. Like Sasha tries to interfere, and then like they run around. Like Tamina chases her for a bit, and then like before that, she Samoa dropped Bailey, and she was like dead. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that happened, and then Sasha, of course, does the whole rope a dope thing, gets her back in the ring, and escapes. And then Tamina is like, "Oh, I'm in a match," and then tries to like Samoa drop Bailey again. <laughs> oh, did and she you- just. Huh? Did you see? I I think this is where you're leading up to where Sasha, like awkwardly, like chopped the leg. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then it was like oh oh, and then and then she got like really sloppily crucifix pinned. Mm-hmm. And that was the end. And I was like, oh, that looked bad. It just didn't look good. I gave this a five out of ten. I say this is probably the best match I've ever seen Tamina have. Oh shit. And that's not saying much. Oh. <laughs> I don't hate her. I don't hate you on a personal level or anything. It's just, man, <laughs> 5.75 out of 10. Because Bailey was trying to do stuff. Sasha was there trying to do stuff and be interesting. And, t- and Tamina couldn't. She couldn't really. She just not, I, not that athletic, I guess. I don't know. Maybe too many injuries. I don't know. All right. Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Um, yeah, I also like the video package for this this feud that built up. It was pretty good. Brought me up to speed very quickly. It's good. But I want to bring this up. Do you think Bray Wyatt should be a main eventer with this gimmick? Um, I think... The best thing for him is he can be in a position where he can be a main eventer if they need him to be. Yeah, because I think he's very mid-card, like high mid-card. He can be that guy like Kane. like, And that's a really good position to have, honestly, where you could be like, uh, Kane can just fight whoever, you know. He could have like a good mid-card feud that's like notable because it's Kane, mm-hmm. because that's somebody that people know. And then if you're really in a pinch and you need a main event fucking feud, you can put Kane in there and it's a main event feud. Maybe Bray Wyatt can be that guy now because I don't think with the way his gimmick is, it's not conducive to having like world title reigns and stuff. Yeah. Cause think about it. Like you could have had somebody face Braun Strowman and have it because you had Bailey who faced Tamina. Like again, that's a throwaway match for a world heavyweight title and then you have braun Strowman, who's going to face bray wyatt and if you had braun Strowman lose to bray wyatt it's like just stop going for the title braun Strowman. just be that you know go back to being or make him the uh new year's baby the new one <laughs> new year's baby the sequel yeah um yeah if he lost this match it would have totally killed his career i think honestly mm-hmm it's nothing against Bray or anything. It's just that Braun has lost too many important matches. And when that happens to you, people just stop caring. It's like what happened to Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is still a great wrestler, but now he's stuck in this spot where like people don't really care about him anymore because of everything that's happened to him. Well, he lost he lost a hot chick to a fat, fat guy now. So Yeah, he's 
Well, I mean, that's been like a pretty kind of fun mid card feud. Apparently, a lot of people apparently like that. Of course so, they do. Hey, I mean, they they made something out of it. But yep. uh, what did you think about this match, though? Well, I thought it was. I again, it's really interesting on how Bray. I, I like that Bray came out as Bray Wyatt and not the Fiend. Uh, yeah, give the Fiend a rest. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that Bray Wyatt could be like this happy, like uh, Mister Rogers type of character, and then like turn it on and like want to kill the guy. <laughs> I liked in the beginning where he was like, <laughs> they like lock up and then Braun just overpower him. He's like, "Who, boy? Somebody's mad." <laughs> it's just, like really funny for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I do like the. I guess. Was he possessed, or did he, like, overcome the possession, Braun Strowman, or was he just, like, uh, going along with it? With the, he, I think he was just fucking with him. Okay. Yeah, that's what I took from it. Yeah, I, it, it, the Braun Strowman matches don't impress me that much anymore. The, like, Bray Wyatt, when he was doing his stuff, obviously it was good because it's he, he likes storyline matches. Like everything in his matches would have to be story based. Uh, yeah, lots of milking and like you know, uh, saying stuff and posing, and mm-hmm. it, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but Braun Strowman, I just I didn't care for. There was some things that happened. And I was just like, I get it. That's what Braun Strowman does, and the match ended. And that's it. <laughs> that's that's all I cared about. Oh, and when I like that the fucking um, the the puppets that come up. During the, the puppets match. were in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about this match either. Really, I said Bray's hilarious when he's in this persona, mm-hmm. and then there was that. Yeah, the the part where Hus- the Hus- Huskus the pig shows up. <laughs> And then Bray DDT'd Braun on the floor. And I was like, oh, fuck, there it is. Yeah. And it had a weird ending, I think. I think they milked it way too long mm-hmm. on the thing with Strowman and the mask. Like, that was way too long, I think. It should have probably been, like, 15 to 20 seconds long. Instead, they, they dragged it out for, like, a minute and a half or some shit. Well, they did <laughs> a... Like, the match time was 10 minutes and 55 seconds. Yeah. The, the, there's no reason for that spot to be that long. It was just silly. No. Um. But I thought it was okay. Like it was kind of fun. It was kind of entertaining a little bit. It was. Uh, there was some element to the match because it's like Bray's weird and crazy, and his puppets are out there, and at least there was something to it. Yeah, I gave this a six point five out of ten. Yeah, I gave it a six point oh. Nice. Yeah, it it was good. It was all right. Not it, not as bad as the other ones. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. So I'm gonna go to one of the matches that were actually good, and we're gonna talk about Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. Um, obviously, both good wrestlers. Uh, I yeah. like like that Seth Rollins. By the way, he took out uh, Burn It Down. Now he that doesn't happen in his theme song. No, he has he has new music now, and it's more fitting of his gimmick good because um, I, I don't need to hear burn it down that kind of didn't really fit with him anymore his personality's like totally changed and um, he's gonna save monday night 
He's going to save everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I forgot to mention this. I thought this was really weird, but like earlier in the show, when they were doing the promos and Seth talked about it, he's like, I'm going to take this burden from you, Drew. It's it's not your burden to bear. It's my cross to bear. And then in the promo, like the, the video package for the Bray Wyatt and Strowman match, Bray also said he was going to take the burden off Strowman. And I'm like, since when is like being the champion a burden? <laughs> and they're like, I must, I must relinquish you of this burden. It's like, and then both of them are, are talking like this. It's just really weird. That'd be funny if they like become a tag team, but no, that would be stupid. Um, <laughs> I really like that Seth Rollins was fucking up the knee. He did a lot of ring psychology, which I love ring psychology. I think like I said, always that they need to bring that back. And Drew actually sold it pretty well. There were certain times where he couldn't do a move because his knee and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, like there's, there's different layers to this. It was like at first Seth was trying to out wrestle Drew and it just wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. He's just too strong and too good of a wrestler for it to work. Yeah. So it was just like, fuck. So then he gets his ass kicked for a while after that. <laughs> and then finally is able to like get get a window of opportunity he like drop kicks him in the knee one time i think and then he does the dive and that's kind of like when he takes over for a while yeah i like the seth rollins was like doing a knee to the face like a, a like a dozen times like he did it on the outside and i, I was like oh you better not break drew's nose <laughs> that's all i thought about I wouldn't have mind like two of, two of them, but I thought he went a little overboard there. It's like you did like four. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, I guess. <laughs> He's I, obviously not gonna buckle bomb him in the fucking corner or anything. Yeah, <laughs> but, I always I always like when I see he sees like Drew like bending over and then he's like, Oh, I gotta do my fucking curb stop. <laughs> you can see his face, it's like, Oh, gotta do it. <laughs> and he usually fucks up. It's the tell. It's like when Jake used to do the DDT. He'd mm. be like, he'd get the look, and then he'd try to hook it, and then the guy would get away, and he'd be like, God damn it! Like, because he just got out. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I I kind of belatedly realized Samoa Joe was on commentary in this match. Like, I didn't realize before he was back on commentary. Yeah. And then I was like, who the fuck is this? Oh, my God, it's Joe. That's okay. He's on commentary again. And then I was like, oh, he's doing a really good job. <laughs> yeah, I gotta mention that he's actually a better color commentator than Corey Graves. Done. Yeah, he just he is like I don't know what the de- Corey Graves used to be like pretty good in NXT, mm-hmm. but I feel like what happened when they called him up to main roster, I feel like it's either Kevin Dunn or Vince. They turned up that part of his personality that that likes to say like. He says controversial shit. And like before I would have compared Corey Graves to Jesse Ventura, like favorably a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like he tries to be like Ventura. And now it's like what they did to him was they just took that part of Ventura where he says inflammatory shit and just turned it up. <laughs> and it's just like, no, you can't do that. It's gotta be just part of it. Speaking of Jesse Ventura, uh, I was watching an old classic of when Jesse Ventura was on Raw, and he's like, you want to come back to the booth with me, Vince McMahon? And, like, they did a little uh, commentary. 
oh wow that must have been cool <laughs> yeah he, vince put on the the red bow tie and then came to the ring and it was it was it was nice seeing that you know nice hearing that when was that oh that was during when uh fucking randy orton the with ted Di- dibiase the uh the legacy the- Legacy. Oh wow. Okay, that's when yeah. that was. Jeez. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought it was a little further back than that. Yeah, because Vince McMahon like had a hard time saying <laughs> saying the wrestlers' names. It was funny. It's like I just don't the legacy. <laughs> <laughs> did he say what a maneuver? Yeah, d- d- definitely he did. <laughs> awesome. What a maneuver. Uh yeah, the, Joe, Samoa Joe's great on commentary. I ho- I wonder if they're doing an angle where eventually he's gonna fight somebody, because that's what usually happens when they want to have somebody on TV, and it's a wrestler. Is that something eventually will happen to that commentator, and then it'll be at a pay per view? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not real sure. I don't know what Joe's condition is right now or anything. Um, I will say. Like, yeah, getting back to the actual match, I guess. Seth took control for a while. He did all that shit. He did the knee spam. Um, and then he went for another dive, and that's when Drew counters, and it, it, goes, it gets crazy again. Mm-hmm. He counters, he catches him, and then fucking suplexes him over the fucking announce table. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, there it is. And then he, he got him back in the ring, and he tossed Seth around like he was a sack of shit. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he just threw him all the way across the ring like multiple times. And I had to say, like, this kind of made Seth Rollins look like a shitty wrestler. <laughs> like, how do you build off of that now? Well, he's a heel, so I guess that's what he's supposed to do. I guess. <laughs> I mean, he, he had control. It's just what happened was is eventually Drew was able to recover and overpower him. Yeah, I, I do like... Uh, I gotta admit, the uh, the hook DDT that he has—I forgot what they call it. Uh, Future Shock. It's just a double arm DDT, but he does like a snap thing with it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I love his DDT. Great move, yeah. And uh, his claymore kick is just explosive. Yeah, he's he's really perfected that. That's like a great finisher because he can hit it on anybody, and um, yeah, when it hits, it's just awesome. It's like bam. And they're down. Um, let's see what what happens. Oh, there's a spot where Seth is going to get a chair. Mm-hmm. And then he thinks about, like, you know, using it. And then, weirdly enough, he, like, convinces him. He, he, he doesn't use it. It's like he couldn't think of a good way to, like, cause a distraction or anything, which was interesting. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, fuck it. And he thinks he can curb stomp him, and then he gets countered. Yeah, I I like that part because the referee's like, no, Seth, you can't do it, can't do it, no, 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 Seth. And then, like, Seth Rollins looks at the chair and he's, like, contemplating and then he, like, throws it out. I guess he realized, like, oh, yes, my disciples aren't here. Mm-hmm. And there's no crowd, so there's nothing I can do. <laughs> I love that he calls his fucking stable, like, the disciples and shit. <laughs> They're, they fight again for a little while, though. Then they end up in the corner, and then Drew does like that insane, fucking, like he was in like a um, a tree of woe position, and then he sits up and does that German suplex from like from being hung upside down. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, holy fuck, that was crazy. Yeah, he and then he, then he goes into the finish. He claymores him. Yeah. And it was, it, this match was really good to see after seeing all that garbage that I watched. Yeah, like legitimately, this was just a, a really good match. And all I could think of when it was over was that, like, if, if there was a crowd here, it would have been even better. Like, I'm not saying it would have been, like, an amazing match, mm-hmm. but it would have been, it would have enhanced it. It would have felt like an even better match. Yeah, I gave this an 8 out of 10. Same here. That's exactly what I gave it. Cool. And then, and then Drew did, like, a, an old Drew thing. After it was over, he beat him. He, he got Seth up, and he's like, you did a good job, but I beat you. Now shake my hand like a man. And then Seth was like, and then he just like weirdly shook his hand. And then he looked like he was disappointed in himself for shaking his hand. And it was funny. Yeah, I know. I love, <laughs> I love that because I was like, wait, why is the heel shaking his hand? And then I saw Seth's face like, I fucking did this. now. <laughs> he was just so humbled by his badassery that he, he just, and he fell for it. And there was nothing he could do. Nice. That's old Drew. Yeah, but uh, that was the only good match of the night because we're going to go into this silly shit that's about to happen. Wait, before that, there was an R-Truth promo. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> like, the, the, one of the robot girls is back there, and it's like, Truth, uh, what? do you have any comments about what happened in your match earlier? And he's like, MVP's a really tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I just, it was a hard match, but I'm glad I won. And <laughs> but it just doesn't feel right. There's nobody to celebrate with. And he, he's looking at like this picture, like this framed picture. <laughs> and he like, it shows it. And it's the 24-7 title. He's like, I'm going to get my baby back from, from Ron Gronkowski or whatever the fuck he calls him. He calls him a wrong name or something. No, he That's called him Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> he called him Tom Brady. <laughs> And I was just like, God damn it. That guy is just so funny. And then he was like, I'm going to get my, uh, what was it? My 24, seven, seven, 11, <laughs> 365, I 95 championship. <laughs> oh my God. Just keep, he's, keep on putting our truth on TV, please. Yeah. He's fucking, he can make anything entertaining. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. But now, Let's get into this thing because I'm not hating it because I was highly entertained on what they did. I just thought they could have done it better instead of making it silly. They still could have did the silly things, but they everything was a joke in this match. Everything, especially the the entrances where they, you know, the the women were in front of the elevator and they did their little skits and stuff. Um yeah, that was weird because it was like they both they they decided to do both matches at the same time, just in different parts of the building. Yeah, and then like when they did their entrances for the men and the women, they were also totally different in how they were portrayed. Yeah, because I would like, I would have had you know each wrestler in a different room. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that would have been cool. And they have to like, they run into each other as they're going through the building. Yeah, that probably would have been a big pain in the ass to shoot or something. But yeah. Well, you have them on the same floor, and then you just tell them to get out of that room. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought it was strange. It was like, all oh, the women come in, and they do all their, like, you know, their entrance or something like it. Like, the, they do their pageantry. 
Mm-hmm. And then when all the men come in, it's just like AJ Styles is in the fucking gym, and he's like, I'm going to whip all their asses. I'm going to be money in the bank. And then fucking, I forget who comes in at first, and they start talking shit. They're shit talking each other, like, immediately. Well, I just and like then, Otis that comes in, and he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, AJ. <laughs> That's just how Otis is the whole time. <laughs> it's great. But it, uh, fucking Corbin comes in. He talks shit to AJ too. He's like, "You're fucking washed up. You're 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 a loser now." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, he's cut deep." Yeah, and then uh, Rey Mysterio is in there. Everybody. So let me yeah. let me just run down on the women's side. You have Oscar, Carmella, Dana Brooke, uh, Lacey Evans, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler. On the men's side, you have Otis, AJ Styles, Alistair Black, Daniel Bryan, King Corbin, and Rey Mysterio. And you're, mm-hmm. and you're just like, out of this, I got to admit, like, the ending was surprising on the men's side. But, like, you have Aleister Black, you have AJ Styles, you could have gave it to Daniel Bryan. You could have, I wouldn't even mind if you gave it to King Corbin, because he literally killed Aleister Black and Rey Mysterio. He threw him off the roof. He killed two two men. He threw them off the roof and didn't give a fuck. It was amazing. <laughs> it reminded me of, like, when... Hogan and Big Show had their monster truck battle on top of a building yeah. somehow. And then, and then they fight, and then he falls off. And then Hogan's like, ah, get help. I'm like, you're the one that caused him to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, he didn't really kill him. Uh, there was like a mat over there. You could hear it when he throws him over. It's like, fuck, like within a second. You know what they should have done? They should have went like full hand. And did like a Lucha Underground or like a, a Impact Wrestling thing because apparently in Impact Wrestling now you can die. That that's a way that they write you out of TV is that you get killed. <laughs> that that's happened to a couple people. Um, I, one of them I can't remember. Like so it's happened more in the women's division that, that people get killed and that's how they get written off TV. Mm-hmm. But um, I would have fucking folded in like a splat noise. <laughs> instead of you hear the crash map because they, they, they did fully in noise during that match when they were outside. You notice whenever they hit the ladder, it was like way louder. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like a fake fucking canned sound effect. I would have made it go like splat. Like somebody actually hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What did he kill him? <laughs> oh my God. But anyway, it starts off. The, the men started off in like the gym room. And then the uh, women started off like in the elevator area of some like the, floor, some lobby. And Oscar was the only smart one. Yeah, she was like on the, the floor above and like did a splash, and everybody was like awkwardly just laying on the floor. Like it was it, a metaphor. It was also a visual metaphor. Oscar is a level above everybody else down there on the floor. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> The first thing I want to point out on the men's side, uh, when Corbin breaks the mirror and that fucking zoom in. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was that? I laughed so loud because I was like, is he just thinking like, oh shit, I broke something in Vince's building or, oh man, I'm going to have bad luck. I think it was, oh, man, I have bad luck now. <laughs> he was contemplating having seven years of bad luck or some shit. But, it was really weird, but funny. But it was comical. And then another thing that 
pissed me off, but I thought it was funny still is when uh, Otis puts the uh, the weight on AJ Styles, even though it shows that AJ Styles could just like slip out. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would have put more weight on it or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of stupid a little bit. I just, I didn't like the fighting. You could tell if I was going to do this, if I was an sick man, I'd be like, let's just destroy my building. Yeah, because they're moving out of that building anyway. Yeah. They kind of did that a little bit, just just a touch. No. They should have done it more, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have had, like, Otis, like, did, like, a Kool-Aid man, like, oh, yeah, and, like, threw a fucking... Oh, my like, God, that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah! He fucking busts through, like, a wall. I can picture it now. Like, he comes through it, but he, like, rolls over it like he's the Shockmaster or some shit. <laughs> and he just gets up. Oh, yeah! And then, like, I don't know, he gets super kicked, and he falls down, and it was pointless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another thing I want to point out on the women's side... Um, when when they go into the and I'm using quotation marks the money in the bank meeting room, um, yeah, and Dana Brooke like grabs the suitcase that I'm guessing that's fake money. If that's real money, what the hell? Anybody it's, could grab that and have money. But anyway, it's, it's Vince. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it was really awkward the cut of Stephanie McMahon. Like you could tell that like she was not there no it really looks like somebody filmed that on a, on their phone and she was like at home yeah like they found like the nearest white wall in their house and then like fucking h pulled out his phone and, and filmed it and sent it to vince or somebody <laughs> this, this would be funny vince put this in there yeah <laughs> but anyway my daughter stephanie the product of my semen <laughs> yes <laughs> um but, like, then she made a comment, which, uh, remember when you said I was body shaming? But she's like, look, you know, can you, like, clean this up? She's drooling on the ground. And, like, you just see, like, Nia Jax's fat ass in, like, in, in the camera view. Is Stephanie trying to say Nia Jax is a slob? Probably. It's just like, oh, my God. Brutal. <laughs> By the way, Dana was funny in this. Like, I usually, I think she's, like, okay. Like, she's gotten better. But like, she's kind of nailing it as like as like a performer a little bit here too because they did that thing where like she got hit with the picture, mm-hmm. and she like it was just really funny how she sold it. And then like later on there was like the food fight thing and she's still there and she has the picture over her head still. <laughs> yeah, it was very comedic. Um, and then like what I I thought it was funny because Carmela took a picture of herself and put it through Dana and then did the whole Mala's money and then like did the moonwalk out of the awkward moonwalk where it sounds like she was farting out of the room, but it was just her sneakers on the carpet. They folded in that noise too. That was obviously fake moonwalk noise. <laughs> um, what else can I talk about? Uh, Ray Mysterio found Brother Love in the bathroom, and that was really awkward. Yes. I love you. And then he was like, I love you too, brother, but I gotta go. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, 
oh, I got to talk about this. Literally, I think it was the next scene because AJ Styles comes out. He's like, where are you, Ray? Little Ray Ray. And he just punches the painting on the wall, or the, the picture. Was because Ray left him. He asked for Ray to help him when he was trapped under all that weight, and Ray left him there like like fucking bullshit, and what? it made him mad. I just thought it was funny that he punched like a pitcher. He was pissed because he got left behind. Ray's his friend, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just like that part where he opened the door, and it was like purple lights and caskets in there and shit. Like, who set that up? And then he was like, oh, no. He had, like, a flashback to his Boneyard match. Yeah, that was silly to me. I was like, oh, they... Because technically, he's dead. Like, AJ Styles. Because he's dead. Yeah, he was dead temporarily. It's like, you know, when Edge gets sent to hell by... Undertaker sends people to hell all the time, and they come back. (laughs) He's just like, yeah. I remember that the last... uh, fucking TLC Hell in a Cell match. Undertaker chokeslams Edge off the ladder and he goes through a fucking mat and then fire comes out and then JR says, Undertaker just sent Edge straight to hell! And then Edge came back like after a month. Hmm. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, that that was super awkward though because it was like he was trying his best and he was really hamming it up there. And I forget who did it. Maybe it was Aleister Black. He, like, shoves him into the room and shuts the door. Yeah, it was Aleister Black. And then AJ's like, no! Like, he's trapping him in some kind of, like, pocket dimension or some shit. He knows he can't get out. (laughs) Well, I was waiting for The Undertaker to pop out of the casket and, like, grab him or something. Oh, Undertaker doesn't want to fucking leave the house. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, shitty doink. I just want to say that. They tried there was a shitty doink behind that fucking chair in that weird lobby where there was like a ring rope set up. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that was. Do you know who that was? I have no idea, but it was shitty. There, another funny part happened there, though, before that, which was uh, a Dale Bryan and Corbin was there. And then, like, he tied Corbin up in those ropes and then just started kicking him. Oh, and no, then Otis not- started doing okay. yes chance. Yeah. He's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it just went on for a while. And then Daniel Bryan starts kicking him. Yeah, he kicked Otis. Yeah. Uh, I do like the elevator cam where, like, uh, Asuka was like, oh, can't see me, can't see me. I just want to say that I got to give props to Asuka because she made a tweet with this gif of her in the elevator where she did that thing where she peeked out and then hid back in the elevator. And she said, all she said was tactical espionage action. <laughs> so she knows what's up. She knows what she was doing. Metal Gear. <laughs> um, the Paul Heyman food fight was hilarious. <laughs> it's like fucking silly. Because yeah, Paul Heyman, I guess when he's not advocating for the Brock Lesnar, he's eating in the, uh, the WWE corporate building. I mean, look at him. He's fat. <laughs> That's the joke now. Paul Heyman's fat. Yeah, and then Otis comes in. And I don't... I, tell me if I'm wrong. Was Otis always the one that says food fight? Is that why it built up where he was, like, spazzing out before he said food fight? No, I think Otis well, just has mental problems. <laughs> and he said food fight, and then it caused the food fight to happen. And then Carmella just got fucking... Uh, 
powerbomb through a table that I think that also got sounded in, by the way. She got powerbombed and lost consciousness immediately. She and, was done. And then Dana Brooke got, like, chucked into a Coca-Cola machine. <laughs> yeah, with the <laughs> picture still on her head. Yes. <laughs> then uh, there was, like, a weird confrontation between Nia and Otis. It's like the, the two fat people are left standing. I guess, and I thought and, they were... And he was eating. He, I like that he's, he, he insisted on eating during that part, and then she just looked disgusted that he was eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. He just turned his back on her and walked away eating. That was great. <laughs> Other than that, like, the, I, that's the only thing I remember in the building area. Am I missing something? Um, no, because uh, at this point, I, I think there's a couple more hallway fights or some shit. Just real, real brief, and then um, it goes up to the roof, and I fucking love this part when it shows the roof because <laughs> it starts playing like Power Rangers villain music. <laughs> it literally sounded like something that fucking Ron Wasserman wrote for Power Rangers when like they're getting ready to fight a bad guy. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Make me grow. Yeah, and then like. Uh, there was like a brief struggle, and then like Oscar got the women's briefcase like really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, then all the men kind of come up there, and that's when Corbin murders two people. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, they they made a uh, video edit mistake because when they did that pan of the whole roof and stuff, you saw the mat where Corbin is going to throw uh, the two people he kills. Uh, I think they could have just left that out, maybe. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this this also reminds me of a funny story. Uh, it's something I heard recently. Apparently, at, like, WrestleMania, like, Rob Gronkowski did, like, a spot off of, like, part of the stage or some shit. Uh, and he was, like, really nervous about doing it. Like, super nervous to the point where he was, like, almost refusing to do it. I guess he's afraid of I guess he's afraid of heights or some shit. Dude, that scaffolding wasn't even that high, dude. I know. That's why I was like, he must be like a big pussy or some shit. Especially when there's gonna be like fucking twelve grown men catching him or some shit. Hold on. Uh, this is the first time ever that here on Getting Some Color that a wrestler, non wrestler, is gonna get this award for being the most pussiest person in the ring. That's amazing. <laughs> that was great. But, but here's no, this is, it gets better. Like it got to a point to where Vince was like, "All right, damn it, watch this." And then Vince takes the bump. <laughs> he fucking scales the shit and lets everybody catch him. And then he just brushes himself off. He's like, "See, and I'm old." <laughs> like I don't know that he said that, but Vince is like fucking seventy five years old or some shit. And he just took a bump. Speaking of Vince, there was a building thing that we missed. Uh, when, oh, yeah, when they were in the office. Yeah, when Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles went into the office. And uh, right when you see the dinosaur fucking head uh, bone thing on the wall, I'm like, oh, they're in Vince's office. And, like, th- the one thing that I found weird is, like, he's turned around on his chair on his notepad just writing stuff. Probably stupid, like, writing points for Raw or something. Uh and then he turns around and like you obviously see Vince being like pissed off that they're in they're in his office, and he says, <laughs> "Get out!" <laughs> I think he should have been more pissed. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they were both like, uh, uh, sorry. And then AJ was like, fix the chairs, put the chairs back. (laughs) Put the chairs back and they got out of there. And then they started like fucking talking to each other. And he was like, wow, you totally like wussed out in front of Vince. He's like, no, you did too. And you did it first. He's like, yeah, but you said put the chairs back. And they started fighting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like fucking weird. If I was Vince, I would have made fun of myself where, like, they find out that they're in the office and, like, AJ Styles sneezes or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, make it, and you would have to, like, make it look like he sprayed, like, have a yeah. mist or something. Yeah, you put in, like, a little CG effect of, like, mist coming out of him. And he's like, get out! And he's, like, <laughs> in the middle of, like, eating a steak or some shit. <laughs> there it is. Like, <laughs> I would have done something stupid like, AJ Styles, you're fired. Well, I just came back. I was dead. You came back. I, I'm going to fire me. He does that spiel. And then, I don't know, Daniel Bryan throws him into dinosaur bones. <laughs> <laughs> something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. But the roof scene, uh, I, I'm going to say this, like, it was anticlimactic. It was surprising that Otis won. I'll give him that. Yeah. But, like, this could have turned out so much better than what we were thinking. I, th- I, When we thought it was like, oh, this is interesting on what they're doing. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, this does sound interesting. It could have been so much better, dude. They could have done a lot of shit with this. Instead, they, di- they did the safe route of being like, we're going to, like, do a lot of silly shit and then do, like, five minutes of serious shit on top of the roof. Maybe Vince thought everybody needed a little levity. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know either, but, like, the ending was even, like, kind of fucking goofy. It was like, who was up there? I wrote it down. I think AJ and Corbin are on the ladder uh-huh. fighting for the briefcase, and then he knocks Corbin off, I, I think. And then he has it, and then he fumbles out of his grasp, and then Otis is just standing down there on the ground, and he catches it. Yep. He's like, I did it! <laughs> you, you caught a fumble, and you did it. Like, And then Otis did the, like, I did it, baby! Talking about said, Mandy, Mandy Rose. I did it, yeah. Yeah. Now, question. Do you have Otis, because he's a comedic wrestler, do a fail-in cash-in, or do you give him the belt? Oh, my God. Uh, man, I would not give him the belt. Well, wait a minute. No. Uh, yeah, I would not give him the belt, no matter who's holding it, Braun or fucking uh, Drew. Um, I would do this, though. What? I would, ha- I would have a match that's, like, really competitive. Like, it's surprisingly competitive because Otis is usually kind of portrayed as being kind of goofy. Because mm-hmm. they did something like that in NXT one time. Uh, I forget what was going on, uh, what the feud was. I think it was... Uh, I think it was against Undisputed Era. I-, I think they fucked up Tucker Knight. They, like, assaulted him in the gym. Or some shit and fucked his knee up and Tucker couldn't wrestle for like a little while on on camera. And uh Otis was like, I'm gonna get revenge. I'm gonna he didn't say I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna fight them and 
it was like Otis against like somebody. I think it was like Roderick Strong or something. And it was like actually a pretty good match. It was really competitive and like Otis was serious. Like he was pissed because they assaulted his friend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then like of course it became like this handicap match because it's undisputed era. Mm-hmm. But it, the thing was, is like Otis was kind of fighting everybody and he was like doing pretty good, but eventually the numbers just caught up to him and he lost. It, was just, it, it made him look good. Now I got a question. Uh, the money in the bank contract, does that only consist to world titles? Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't think they say that. Like, it's just usually that's what it always is. So maybe he'll say, I want to be the intercontinental. Oh my God. <laughs> That's He's where... gonna cash it when I see title. The only thing I could think of is somehow the IC title, or I don't know. Either who has, who has the U.S. title right now, though? Oh fuck! Oh, Andrade. Andrade. Does he? Yeah, I think he still does. I think you're right. Yeah, I I wouldn't do it on the U.S. title. I I wouldn't want to bring prestige in some way back to the IC title even though like prestige with Otis I don't know um <laughs> yeah, Otis doesn't really have prestige at the moment yeah I I would have somebody win it and then all of a sudden Otis be like I'm gonna cash in and win it that would be so fucking funny yeah honestly like I wouldn't even care just because it's like that's the first somebody was smart for once like there was just like there's a vacant title he's like it's mine and nobody could tell him no Right? Like, it would be like, well, nobody's ever done that before. What do we do? And <laughs> Vince runs out there and tears both of his quads or some shit and says, give him the title, damn it! <laughs> and then the, he gets it. And then he can say, yo, Mandy, I did it, baby. Again. That, that'd be funny. <laughs> I kind of like that. Let's just oh, do that. Hold on a second. I have an idea. So, Otis loves Mandy Rose, right? No, he hates her. Shut up. <laughs> So let's say Otis gives everything to Mandy. Oh, he like says, oh, turn this into a women's title shot for her. Yeah. Oh, I can kind of see that too. That would be like super sweet. You know, he gave, he gave her his title shot. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, you never had an opportunity like me, baby. Yeah. Cause he's at least competed for tag titles and shit. Yeah. Uh, so, He's like, here you go. And, you know, she. it's like, oh, and then it's like, oh, she probably loses. Mark my words, everybody. <laughs> if this happens, WWE stole my idea. That would be a good idea, too, honestly. Like, even if she lost, I wouldn't care. He's just like, that was, huh, that was kind of unique. Mm-hmm. I got you present, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what did you give the ending? Oh, the, the match? Yeah. I give this a 6.70. No, I give it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I gave it the same thing, 6.5 out of 10. It was 6.75, but, like, looking back on it, a lot of, well, not a lot. There was wasted potential here, I feel like. And part of that might be because this is still, like, the fucking second time they've done. Well, (sighs) depends on how you want to look at it, really, because it's, like, you can reference all, oh, you know, the Hollywood backlot brawl and the boiler room brawl. Mm-hmm. But those I feel like are really different from like the stuff that they're doing right now too. 
they felt more the way they were filmed and everything. It didn't seem like this overly cinematic thing that was happening. It was just, there was a camera there and it's filming these guys fight. They need more Brian Pillman segments where uh, he shoots the cameraman. Well, Brian Pillman Jr. is in MLW not doing anything. I mean, he's in the Hart Foundation or whatever, but Brian Pillman Jr. exists. <laughs> so, well, so there. Well, Stone Cold, if you're listening, just try to go break into his house and get, almost get shot again. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Overall review. Um, 6.95 out of 10 for me. I have to uh, adjust my score because there were some changes. But uh, uh, you uh, any uh, final thoughts? My final thoughts are a lot of garbage and Drew and Seth had a great match and the ending money in the bank is not what I thought it was going to be, but I was entertained by this silliness that was happening. That's all. Okay. And Samoa Joe is great on commentary. Yeah, he, he is good. He's like, he feels legit. He doesn't feel like he's being doctored up a bunch like all everybody else is or something. Mm-hmm. And he's actually, like, explaining the moves, which nobody fucking does that anymore. Yep. So, Smojo's great on commentary. Make commentating great again. What you got? What you got? Uh, it still kind of ends up being the same. Uh, it's a 6.0 out of 10. Wow, our last pay-per-views have not been, like... I don't even think we bro- broke the 7 or 8 range, I think. If you're talking about, like, current current pay-per-view events... Yeah. No. Like, uh, let me look at my old files. I've saved everything I wrote, like, that was new. Uh, I know I didn't like Full Gear all that much. Yep. Hard time. I think we gave hard times a pretty good score. Hard time, baby. Let me check. Who's still in the chat? Who's there? Say what up. Be like our truth. What up? What's up? Well, it still didn't crack the sevens like you're saying. I gave it a seven point five. Mm. When was War Games? NXT War Games. Oh yeah, we gave that a good one. I think. November 7.75. Didn't crack it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, like, I don't think any of the recent pay-per-views have done that. Even Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble was kind of, like, all over the place. Uh, I don't remember what I gave it. It's in my other book, so. So We still got Kelly in the chat with the Pokemon uh, emote saying, what up? What up? What up? Hopefully somebody picks it up, and I, I don't think anybody's going to be really capable of picking it up right now. But when things go back to normal, whenever, uh, hopefully somebody can pick it up and put it actually crank out like a great show. Because so far there hasn't been a legitimately great show in a while. Yeah, 
And I think next episode that we're going to do is we're finally going to hit up that Starcast. Finally, I mean, Starcade. Why do you keep calling it Starcast? Because I'm thinking of the fucking that uh, that program that fucking Ric Flair's brother-in-law, not brother, son-in-law does. What fuck is it called? Yeah, Starcast. What's Ric his, Flair, the one that does, yeah, Ric Flair's son-in-law, the the fat dude. What's his name? Oh my god, he does a Bruce Pritchard podcast. He does uh, one with Eric Bischoff. Court Bauer? No, um. I, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Rick Flair's son-in-law. What the fuck? Am I fucking losing my mind? I think you are. Conrad. Conrad Thompson. Is... That's his son-in-law? Yeah. Oh, it must be married to, like, one of his older daughters or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Well, I didn't actually. I didn't actually know that. So whatever. <laughs> but uh, I thought yeah. I, was, I thought I was having a Mandela effect. <laughs> Me too, for a second. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll do the two Starcades next time. Mm-hmm. And because I'm not try try to do some more older wrestling because I'm, yeah. I'm not watching Double or not. Well, I'll watch the highlights after, but I'm not going to do a show on it because I'm not paying money to see people fight in an empty arena. No, we can we can talk about the results of it, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not going to watch it because like one AEW is on probation, and the probation period for me, if you fail, is half a year. Jeez. So, it's I for that money, it's not worth it. You know, it's too high risk. So like if NWA fucking did some shitty pay per views, they're only their pay per views are like twenty bucks or some shit. Yeah, it's like, oh God damn it! Maybe I won't order the next one or two, but AEW is still trying to get what was premium pay per view price out of everybody, and they're a new promotion, and it's not good when the show quality is all over the place. Yeah, so so keep, yeah. so, so steep. I can't fucking speak. So keep an eye out for Starcade. Uh, episode which will be coming up next uh, but if you want to see movies and video game podcasts we have Big Trouble Little Podcasts which we do mostly every Tuesdays at 9.45pm 40, Eastern Time we do it live on twitch.tv slash jodubs35 we also have recordings on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean at novnetwork.podbean.com. We also have a Resident Evil podcast, which we released Resident Evil 3 Remake. Uh, soon, I think we're going to have like uh, the books and some like odd games that we want to talk about. So keep an eye out for the Nemesis Project. And then obviously getting some color. We're on there as well. But I, I guess this is where we'll end it. You know? Happy wrestling, and remember to get some color, brother.